Hey, this is Bradley Chubb, and you're listening to The Snap. Hey, this is Cortland Sutton. Hey, this is Tim Patrick. And you're listening to The Snap Snap with Sydney Jones on Broncos Podcast Network. Yeah! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for this week's edition of The Snap. I'm your host, Sydney Jones. The Broncos will look to improve to 6-5 and on Sunday as they face division opponent, the LA Chargers. So joining me on today's episode of The Snap to help me preview this matchup is CBS Sports sideline reporter, AJ Ross. AJ, so nice to see you again. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Really looking forward to this week. Me too. First off, how are you doing? Already getting, gearing up for the game this weekend? I am. I mean, I'm happy to be back home, spending some time with family, balancing a little bit of that and work, of course. But Thanksgiving week is always, you know, you think of being around family and football. So I'm happy to be a part of that, of course. Absolutely. Well, looking ahead to this weekend, what are kind of the main storylines, you know, heading into Sunday's game that you're really looking forward to? I'm really especially looking forward to the Broncos defense uh, coming out more effectively this week versus how they performed the last time I coincidentally had them with the Eagles. It was uh, pretty amazing that in the first half alone, they allowed 270 yards, the most under Vic Fangio ever. And when you think of defense, it was even something that I had spoken with with the Eagles defensive coordinator about how Vic Fangio has been such a um, figure, a defensive figure across the league that many people have tried to mimic and, you know, have installed different schemes, almost trying to, you know, impart some of his knowledge into their systems. So uh, uncharacteristic of them, that's definitely going to be key against this Chargers offense. That's very high octane. Um, A lot of guys that can, you know, hurt you uh, in different ways. So yeah, defense is going to be key for the Broncos as well as getting their receivers more involved. Right. Well, like you mentioned, you were the sideline reporter for the Broncos Eagles matchup just a couple of weeks ago, maybe outside the defense. What's another area of the game that you hope to see the Broncos really improve this week? You know, now that they've had a week off, had time to relax and really reflect during the bye. Sure. Uh, the bye is always an interesting litmus test for teams, and it is a reset for the Broncos literally being at 500. So the playoffs are still quite a possibility for this team. There's been some critiques of Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, how effective he can be down this last stretch and leading the team to a possible playoff berth. Um, The big contract extensions that were just given to your wide receivers. uh, Obviously those guys need to get the ball, you know, they're, they're getting the big bucks, not to say that they didn't deserve the ball uh, before the money, but, you know, show them, you know, what uh, they can, you know, do out there and give them those opportunities. So I'm not putting it all on Teddy, but something has to change and putting guys in the right places and right schemes or right, you know, opportunities that they can just perform better and execute better and get in the red zone. Right. You mentioned, you know, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick just signing their new deals, you know, along with Jerry Judy and can't forget KJ Hamler, who's been out most of the season, you know, with an ACL injury, this receiving core, you know, is really locked up for years to come here in Denver, how dominant of a group do you think that is and what kind of threat do you think they pose, you know, for the Chargers secondary this weekend? Well, the Chargers have a very young secondary. So as you mentioned, this unit has some cohesion, some experience that they're bringing into this game. I think those matchups, especially with the young corners that the Chargers have will be um, something that can be exploited. Um, Cortland has only been targeted, I think, 14 times in the last three weeks. So it goes back to what I was saying previously, like, you know, he's your main guy. Um, along with, you know, Jerry Judy is just, I mean, 
he's incredible if you get him in open space, the things that he can do. Uh, Tim Patrick, another guy that I can't speak highly enough, and something I think is also an X factor in this game. Uh, the Chargers love to go for it on fourth downs. And coming off the Dallas win, Tim Patrick was really fired up when the Cowboys were going for it on fourth down. It was something that almost like gave them a spark. Like they viewed it as something that was somewhat disrespectful, like you don't respect our offense. So being that the Chargers have such a high probability of doing that game after game, I'm very interested to see how this Broncos team responds if that's the call or calls made this coming Sunday. Right. And I'm sure Tim Patrick will be just as fired up this weekend as well. Obviously a division opponent, but also the game after getting that big deal for him too. Well, you know, the Chargers, AJ, they're coming off a crazy win against the Steelers. Justin Herbert, he became the first player in NFL history to have as many as 350 passing yards and 90 rushing yards in a game. What are your thoughts on him in his second year? And you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you think Denver's defense will be able to slow him down this weekend? It's a great question. It's also something that's kind of like a jab in my side at this point, because I'm a Pittsburgh girl. I'm a Steelers girl. So like, sorry. <laughs> at the end of that game, I managed to get home and watch it on Sunday night. Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, continuing on from his rookie of the year season from last year. I, I can't take anything away from the guy. He really, he maybe doesn't fit the mold of whatever we're defining nowadays as these dual threat quarterbacks. But the fact that he had 90 yards on the ground alone on Sunday was really incredible. And uh, of course the Steelers defense was a little short with some of their key guys. Um, the Broncos defense got exposed last time out with Jalen Hurts, which again, I'm not comparing Jalen to Justin apples to apples here, but uh, the chargers or with, or rather with Justin, I mean, it's, it's going to be a challenge. So um, I would like to see them, you know, with their pass rush, how, how well they're able to contain him in the pocket. Um, but he can hurt you with his arm. And I, I mean, if I had the answers, I would be a coordinator or a coach, but it's definitely going to be one of their, I think, bigger challenges this year. And that Justin, I think is still showcasing all that he can do. And I think he's a little bit underrated in what he can do with his legs. So that pass rush is really going to be key on Sunday. You know, in addition to Justin Herbert's 90-yard rushing game, running back Austin Eckler, he's coming off a career-high four-touchdown game. So he's just another big threat that this Broncos defense is going to have to look out for. Yeah, and he's a Denver guy. I'm trying to remember. I was going through my notes. Is it Eaton, Colorado? Um, not too far away from not too you far. guys. Right. Yeah, I think 70 miles. But yeah, four touchdowns is incredible. Um, another guy that got a contract extension, I believe, just before you know, the COVID season, but um, well-deserved with his part. Um, he's someone that uh, it seems when the Chargers are going through a, a kind of a rough spot, it was like three games that they weren't offensively performing to the caliber that they showed on Sunday night. He's been their X factor. When he gets involved, he creates so many opportunities that you have to pay attention to him because he's not just a traditional running back and that he is a great receiver as well. And if you're, you know, keying in on him, then you have Keenan Allen, you have Mike Woods, like it's just it's a lot of threats on their offense, but um, Austin, you know, kudos to him coming back home. I'm sure he's looking to have a good game against the hometown crowd. Certainly will be, you know, with the AFC West right now, we're all kind of within a game or so apart, you know, Broncos and Raiders are tied in last chargers sit in second with six wins and the chiefs are at the top of seven. How important do you think a win on Sunday would be for the Broncos, especially since they play the chiefs the following week? 
Oh, it's critical. And who knows what this Chiefs team is or is not any given Sunday with most of these teams. But you mentioned it's it's wide open uh, field right now. And all these games are important as they've been all season. But this reset button that the bye week gave them, you have to look at it as, you know, we're even right now, starting from almost, you know, just zero, zero. And let's continue on. So, yeah, it's critical to win this week. And, uh, you know, think about the Chiefs after the okay. win on Sunday. Last one on the matchup here for you, AJ. Do you have a game prediction? I'm so- the wrong one to ask those things because every <laughs> time I make a prediction, I am so far off. But I do think this game is going to be close. I don't think, uh, you know, one team will dominate the other because I think there's weaknesses on both sides, especially with the ch- Chargers run defense being a vulnerability for them. Um, I think this will be a back and forth battle down to the wire. I hope. I hope it's exciting for all the fans. I think it'll be a close one too. I think back to last season, last time the Chargers played here in Denver and KJ Hamler had that game winning touchdown within the last couple seconds of the game. So I'm hoping it's a, it's a really fun one like that one was and hope the Broncos will get back on track on Sunday as well. AJ, appreciate your insight and help previewing this game, but let's switch gears a little bit now. You know, as many of our listeners know here on the snap, one of the main goals is to highlight women's impact in and around the NFL and really inspire the younger generation. So just want to touch on your career for a little bit to start AJ. Can you tell me a little bit more about your role with CBS sports? I cover the NFL. Um, I previously covered college football, worked my way up to NFL, I should say. So it was something that, you know, was a process, not just out the gate, Um, cover college basketball as well. And uh, this just this year, I was given the opportunity to have my own show called Beyond Limits, where we explored athletes in, um, you know, predominantly non- inclusive spaces, I should say, or, you know, sports that haven't traditionally had a lot of diversity. So uh, that's been a passion project of mine. That was something that um, I was really proud to be a part of. And that aired on CBS National, not just CBS Sports. So uh, it's been a cool ride with CBS so far. That's awesome. What was the process like getting that show up and running? It was a Um, intricate process, I can say. I have to give credit to everybody behind the scenes because, of course, you see the front-facing people like myself and Monica McNutt, who works for ESPN as well. We collaborated as co-hosts, but um, the producers, I have to give all the credit to because it was something they fought for for longer than I was even made aware of the show's concept. And then when we got on board, it just, you know, it worked together perfectly. And of course, there were challenges with COVID and being able to speak with people, interview people in person. But um, we were able to pull it together. And by all accounts, it was something that was really well received and hope to continue to do some more interviews. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, AJ, take me to maybe the very beginning. What does your path look like to kind of get to where you are today? It's been a zigzag path. I started in news out of college. I actually, well, I should say I started behind the scenes at ESPN and then zigzagged from there because it was imparted on me that you had to get like small market experience. And so I had the choice of going to middle of nowhere, fill in the blank, or I could go to Myrtle Beach and cover news. So I decided to go the beach route and covered news and filled in with sports and worked my way up in different markets, bounced around. I worked for ABC in New York for several years. And then it just got to a point for me that, you know, news can be very emotionally draining very, you know, time demanding and that, you know, holidays, of course, are non-existent, but usually you're covering something very tragic. And I wanted to cover more inspiring things. And 
um, you know, just flex other muscles. So I made the transition to sports and it's, it's been awesome. I went the middle of nowhere route. So <laughs> I feel your pain on that. And you made a smart move going to Myrtle beach. <laughs> That's a badge of honor. I just couldn't do it. I went to the beach. It's definitely, um, I think I wouldn't take the experience back whatsoever because it's just made me that much better of a person and a journalist. Absolutely. Well, kind of going off of that, AJ, were there any challenges you really faced along the way to get to where you are now? No, of course. I can't count how many times I thought about, you know, maybe I should try something else. Everybody thinks it's glamorous to start out and you make all this money to start out. None of that is true. I've, I've definitely paid my dues. I started out one man banding as it's called. So I've had to, you know, write, shoot, edit, um, you know, lug 50 pounds of camera equipment. I've done it all. And again, it does, you know, pay off in the end. It helps you see things in a very different way and appreciate all the different jobs and contributions of people, again, behind the scenes that make, you know, an entire broadcast look the way that it does, but it's hard. And, you know, I, I appreciate my parents for helping me out when I first started because, yeah, I was, I was struggling with the little bit of pennies they give you when you first start. And it's not all about money, but Again, um, it's a lot of work. And I think even now when I tell people I, I cover the sidelines for the NFL, it's a week's worth of work. The game is the fun part. So yeah, I'm just you know resetting from last week as I start to study for this week, but I will be reading things today, tomorrow, Thanksgiving day. Like I will be you know doing interviews all the way up through Sunday and Sunday it's like the release. You finally get to showcase what you've done the entire week. And maybe I'm not always saying all the information, but we constantly talk between commercial breaks, pregame, halftime, like we're all sharing information. So um, it's a collaborative effort in what you hear throughout a broadcast. Right. Well, last one for you, AJ. What's one piece of advice you'd really give someone looking to get into this industry or, you know, someone looking to make their next jump? Oh, I'm always asked that. And I think it might sound over, overly simple, but never take no as an answer. Um, I had a lot of no's along the way, even in news, you know, it can be such a subjective industry. It can be a tough industry, very competitive. Um, and it'll, I think, test you, you know, adversity reveal, reveals who you are. Um, but one no, even a no can just mean like that place was not for you, you know, and then something else comes along and it, it's the perfect fit, right? So um, there's going to be no's, but don't let those deter you whatsoever. You'll eventually get to where exactly you're supposed to be. AJ, really can't thank you enough for taking the time today. It was such a pleasure having you on the podcast and look forward to seeing you back here in Denver on Sunday. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this so much. Look forward to seeing you too. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Snap. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks again to AJ Ross for joining me. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving with all of your families. Make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next Friday for another episode. I'll see you all then.